today we'll be interviewing the Adebi twins, Taiwo Adebi and Kendi Adebi. Taiwo is a 500 level student of the Department of Civil and Environmental Engineering and currently serves as the president of the department's student body. An individual with an innate zeal towards the academia, Taiwo is a recipient of numerous scholarships, which is a testament to his great academic prowess. Taiwo is also very passionate about service to humanity, and this is evident in his various endeavors. He co-founded the first registered club for the Sustainable Development Goals in the University of Lagos, known as the Sustainable Development Advocates, SDA. He was a project director for the United Nations Halt Prize in LAG on-campus event. He was also selected by the United Nations Academic Impact Millennium Campus Network as co-campus director for the 2019 class of the University of Lagos Millennium Fellows. In view of his corporate and social impact career advancements thus far, Taiwo was recently selected as part of the 200 selected fellows for the Young Professionals Bootcamp Nigeria. Taiwo strongly believes in the spirit of Ubuntu, which says, a person is a person through others. We validate our humanity through our responsibilities to others. Kainde is an academic scholar, SDG advocate, and a social entrepreneur. A recent graduate of the Department of Microbiology, Lagos State University, Kainde is passionate about academic research with keen interest in medical and environmental biology. Having demonstrated a high degree of academic excellence, he bagged numerous scholarship awards. Kainde is also very passionate about service to humanity, and as such, volunteered and participated in numerous social works. He founded the SDGs Act Lasso, which currently accommodates over a thousand, all supporting the global goals. Kainde in 2018 was selected by the United Nations Academic Impact and Millennium Campus Network as campus director for Lagos State University for the Millennium Fellowship, during which period he co-hosted a global webinar featuring Ms. Katie Strzok, from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. His other achievements include winning the 2019 Co-Create My City Lagos Challenge, organized by the Dutch Embassy and Orange Corners, which is sponsored by the Kingdom of Netherlands. He also led the admission team for the 2019 United Nations Academic Impact Millennium Fellowship, where he reviewed along with his team over 7,000 applications. Kainde was also selected as the Youth Lead Ambassador for Nigeria, a program sponsored by Youth Power Learning, and was also appointed as a Youth Lead Peer Advisor in the year 2020 by the United States Agency for International Development. This, amongst others, are some of his achievements. Kainde believes a goal with no relevance of service to humanity is meaningless. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Student Sports Live Series. My name is Eriolu Adeyinka and with me today is... I'm Kendi Adebi, uh, a recent graduate of the Lagos State University. And I'm Taiwo Adebi, 500 students of Sydney University of Lagos. So the wonderful thing about these two individuals is uh, that they are twins. 
app. So I don't think I actually they look so much alike. Yeah, very, very. So um, they've just given us a little bit of what they do. Um, that there's some one is still in school and the other just graduated. But would like if you can go and explain, like explain more about what you people have been able to do so far in your academics. Like Ken, you know, you just graduated from school. So how's how did the four years go? Like what were you able to achieve? Like what career paths and everything like that. Just let's learn more about what you do. Yeah, it has been a roller coaster journey, I must say. But uh, firstly, I must thank God for grace because it has been challenging. But truly, it has been phenomenal year. I'm quite grateful and uh, happy to have achieved giant strides, some of which have never been recorded in Lagos State University. And also continue the pace of excellence that the Lagos State University have been projecting in recent time. Some of such is have been able to gather a lot of scholarships, uh, come, unlike what we have before, such as the Ganifa Emi Scholarship. The Jaga Foundation Scholarship, the Fitzin Managing Director Scholarship, the University Scholarship Award, amongst many others. I've been able to lead so many research work in publications uh, regarding the area of advancing biosciences, particularly in nanotechnology. And most importantly, I've been able to lead social impact work, most importantly, uh, peculiarly through the SDGs. That this is sustainable development goals. But yes, I've done quite a lot, but I'm still learning and hope to do more for humanity because that is the major aim. Thank you. Wonderful. So, yes, Taiwo. Yeah, I'm still in school. 500 level students. That is the disadvantage of studying a five year course. <laughs> yeah. So, basically, it has been wonderful. And five years in the University of Lagos, even without graduation, I know I've, I've made my landmark in the university. I'm currently, the president, I'm currently the president of Sibling Giant Center Society and I ran on post based on this giant stride I've made in the department and faculty at large. Immediately I declared that I was coming out as president. Every other intended candidate like, no, no, we can't compete with Taiwo. It's something I consider overwhelming because people are actually watching and I've been a recipient of about, about five scholarships. And beyond the academia, obviously, trying to keep up with first class and every every stuff, I've also I've, I've also been privileged to work in four different civil engineering companies because I have passion to actually practice the course of study I'm into. I've interned at Julius Bega Nigeria Limited, the best construction industry. I've also interned at the best consultancy Morgan Mutanabe. So interning at best construction and best consultancy is a grace and obviously a result of the hard work. I've inputted so far, so it's been a wonderful journey, I must say. Yeah, wonderful. So, Kenny, so what brought you to this place in your career? Like, I'm very sure that when you entered the university, like when you entered Lagos State University, did you have this mindset of, of being like very good in academics, being very good in um, social impact? And being all around, being a leader, and was this has this always been what you've always envisioned, or when you just enter, like what really brought you? What were the things that happened that shaped you to choose, uh, even choosing biosciences and nanotechnology and microbiology, which is not something you would really do in your BSc. So, like, what were the things that shaped you to choose this part in your career? I really don't know the question to answer first, but I'll try to just you know answer virtually all of them in brevity. Like basically, my first interest, I must say, is in, was not in microbiology. I so much desired to be a medical doctor. Wow. Just like a child I yearned for the mother's me, I yearned to study medicine and surgery. And, but, you know, as faith could have it then, I applied for the Lagos State University. Then I think I had about 68% aggregate score, but being a non-indigent that is not from Lagos State, I was not selected. I think the, the cut-off mark was 70. So I got microbiology. 
One intriguing part of it was that I decided to take another job. But basically, I looked at it that, yes, I'm going to take another jump. But one thing is that I should not misuse the opportunity I have with me. So while I already start for another jump, I gave my best to study microbiology at my first year. The reason is not far-fetched, is that I have nothing to lose at the long run. Reading to understand the course very will be a double blessing at the long run once I come back to year one to study the same course of study. Because at year one, microbiology and medicine does almost the same course. So I made the 5.00. But to cut the long story short, I didn't even get medicine. I didn't feel bad then. I don't know why I didn't. Feel, I, I didn't feel like why. I never knew why. But now, maybe because I think I took consolation in my very pivoted CGP, which was a five point zero zero, a landmark then in the university. But what made me so serious was that I'm grateful to my mentor, then my first mentor, which happens to be my pastor, Professor Kolyai Jusile. He's a professor in the University of Lagos College of Medicine, CMUL. Professor of Physiotherapy. So he guided our entire paths towards the academia and made us realize that, yeah, with academics we can really go far. And I, I must say that we've got quite a lot, of, in, I think, in the region. And regarding my interest in advancing biosciences, nanotechnology, I must say I like taking challenges because I looked at it, there are basic microbiologic researches that have been repeated based on, you know, infrastructure, lack of facilities in the university. But look at different alternatives that we can bring in new world, new work of the world. That is where the world is going into in our need to the Lagos State University. So I shared firstly by leading a review in nanotechnology before we move into work like bioflocculation, which are I think one of its kind in the nation. And I must say that I'm very grateful to some of my faculty members like Professor Barry, Dr. Fashola, that have been very, very, very supportive. And also my good friend Dio. So you did your project in um, nanotechnology or what? No, no, no. I did my seminar. The, the microbiology in Lagos State University is such that final year you have your first semester to have a seminar, then your second semester on project. So I did my seminar on nanotechnology, particularly microbial nanoparticles in bioremediation. But afterwards, because I did a very interesting presentation, and one of the comments of the professor was that this was the best yet since the history of the department. So I was selected to join two other lecturers to go to the Federal University of Technology, uh, Federal University of Agriculture, to present the same work, and which was exquisite. So I got an opportunity to write on nanotechnology in food security at a bookshop that we published in uh, South Africa, which just got accepted in February this month, rather, for publication. So I did more of the in that area. But my project was on bioflocculation. I wouldn't want to go into microbiology. It's a yeah. very limited, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very limited study. Only one of its kind have been done in the nation in Adamawa State. And, it, and it's something that, oh, my professor said, Kenny, I think you can do it. But we are so skeptical about the end result that, oh, we really have our desired result. But since it's science, we have to try. But the long run, we have about 10 isolates. I, I think I'm going to microbiology, though. But that really gave us what we want. But the basis of it is that it has been distinguished. It's not expected of an undergraduate. A normal undergraduate would have expected to work on, I want to isolate microorganisms, identify yeah, them, name them. The topic, yeah, that, that's all. That's all. I think I chose the challenging topic. And, you know, I, I also try to work with other colleagues. You know, in a department to make sure that we achieve landmark. But one thing that's been so crucial, I want excellence. Taking those challenges, you no, know, about uh, you know, feeling myself, but bringing the benchmark of excellence. But beyond excellence, something that is impactful. I think those two extremes have been what have been guiding my career. But impact and excellence. Yeah. So, Taiwo, what um, has brought you so far in your career? What guides you? Like, you're someone that loves civil engineering. Like, you've interned with um, the best civil engineering firms, like Julius Berger and the other one in um, in design. So, like, how? Why did you? Was it just something that while you were in primary school, you just wanted to be a civil engineer, 
or was it um, what like what really pushed you? What has been guiding your your journey so far in civil engineering? My journey so far in civil engineering. Let me start by saying that my dad, before he actually lost his job, was once a carpenter working for a civil engineer. So you know those days in junior secondary school or senior secondary school days, you request for finances to get textbooks, lesson fee, and the next thing is engineer has not paid, engineer has not paid in Yoruba obviously. Then I was like, who is the engineer that I have to rely on to get things? Then at the long run, I became wiser and I discovered that he's actually working under a civil engineer. So that was actually what led me to be like, oh, I want to be that civil engineer. That's my daddy's guy, you know. So basically, so your passion was out was, of pain, basically. You get exactly, exactly. Yeah, background experiences. And me and Kenny, like he said, we had the same mentor, Professor Kola Ejusile. As an academician, you know, he exposed us greatly towards the academia. And my interest, my focus was so clear study civil engineering. I gave my best. You know, he lags about, by God's grace, obviously, you read and I enter civil engineering. However, when I gained admission, I was privileged to get admission to three universities in mm -hmm. 2015. I gained admission to Lagos State University to study mechanical engineering because I don't have civil engineering. I gained admission, full scholarship to study any course in Ogun State University, which, which is OU, yes, all that is except medicine. Any course that is I can do civil, fully funded. And I also gained admission in lab to study civil engineering. Now, Kenny gained admission that year to study microbiology. We have a sister, Anna, she gained admission that year to study pure English in Lasso. My dad, like I said earlier, was a carpenter. My mom, they love. So it was so clear that Taiwo, your own finances is off the budget. Just go to OU. And, and I was like, I can't go to a local school. That was the mentality. When you like the, the University of First Church and Nations Pride, like a clean Nations Pride. So I was like, no, then I needed some standpoint to convince my parents that, oh, they should allow me to come to you. Like they were actually understanding. So I came to the University of Lagos. I met a guy, a set, and then I heard that someone is collecting 1.4 million Nera scholarship per section <laughs> immediately. You know that kind of feeling yes, that, that. How, how much will you also pay me? <laughs> or how much are they spending? I just went back on that day. Any amount of will pay me, I promise you that by year two, I'll be paying more than that. So I had the clarity of purpose when it comes to that. Make a very good CGPA, get scholarships. So that was the difference. You know, you can be on 5.0 and you probably get some scholarship that the university recognizes you because of your CGPA. And you can be on 4.0 and get scholarship when someone on 5.0. You know, I had plenty of purpose. I channeled my energy towards the fact that, oh, I have to prove to this guy that I wasn't selfish. As I year two first semester or year second semester, I already got three scholarship plus University of Lagos Endowment Fund, making four as I year two second semester. It was not easy, you know, develop your communication skills, keep on applying, keep on getting rejection me, you never stop because you know it was clear. Now, getting the scholarship, if one of them, the Federation of Construction Industry, where I went to Abuja, were actually 14 Nigeria selected, two from Southwest. That scholarship was so so funny because I never expected myself to get it. You see someone from the University of Adamawa, what what's your state of origin? Yeah, on those states. Someone from uh, any university in the north or east, you'll be thinking, oh, you'll be thinking, oh, this one, they are not in Southwest. When they say they are state of origin. So it's as if everybody studying in Nigeria are, are, are probably from Southwest. So it was more competitive. And they're picking just two in the nation. So due to communication skills, exposure in poetry and essay writing, I was prepared to get the scholarship. And they stated explicitly, you must not drop below your current CGPA that you used to apply. 
Wow. Did, can you imagine when you're in year two first semester and it's getting harder and someone is telling you that you must not drop if not 250k per year quite all right so one of the things that was that was motiv- motivational for me that i want to actually i know probably they're just trying to push us if we drop they'll still pay but i didn't i didn't see it like that so and i can say that i'm thankful that i've not dropped below that cgpa apply to get scholarship so it was so and again i know i had interest in civil engineering after my year two second semester break I interned with a with an indigenous firm, a very small firm, particular man constructing one story building, two story building. Even though everything he was doing then based on my exposure now, we are not up to standard. You get so I learned some stuff. Then the scholarship I got that I, I went to Abuja for, they linked me with Julius Bega, I interned at Julius Bega. After that I went back to a particular man, somewhat of a developer to learn again before I went to MOA. So civil engineering has been expository is something that I derive passion in and uh, Obviously, service to humanity has been the greatest because me and Kenny Chani are always pushing the same side. So, I think he has done more on that. Yeah, I think that is it. Yeah. yeah, an interesting journey so far. So, uh, knowing that microbiology is not a very easy course, like in sciences, it's a, it's a very um, high rated course microbiology, biochemistry, and courses like that. So, with how volatile microbiology is, you, you've been able, like, interactions with you. I've shown that you have this. I, I don't. I don't want to attribute it to being gifted, but I want you to explain whether it's a gift or it's something you consciously built. But you developed that attribute to demystify the mysteries of how how big microbiology is. How like because sometimes when you explain these things to, even though I'm not doing microbiology, I have a feeling of okay, I understand. So how has it been for you to be able to demystify this wonderful? Special area, basically, in microbiology. I, I think basically, let, let me use the word for the first time, but I never most times admit I'm a voracious reader. Nothing, nobody is gifted to me, it's just about diligence. I think that is crucial because I could not imagine, I could imagine very well in year one, I dedicated my time to read. After lecture, I play a bit for an hour, then read about 10 hours, even finish my syllabus there. 15 times, you know, auditing eight courses, then finishing 15 times. For, for some of you, my, my, my Facebook username is Adebikede Samuel. So you can go and check the picture for 2014, 2015. I'm this chubby guy. Now check from 2016, 2017. I'm very thin. I'm not slim. I'm very, very thin. So I can attribute that not, it's just academic stress. I took my time to study. But one thing I did while studying is that I analyzed courses, you know, when lecturers are teaching. And I never miss lectures. That is my own idea. I don't miss lectures. From attending lectures, I know this lecturer is teaching beyond the scope of the textbook, or this lecturer is teaching just within the scope of the textbook. So I understand what the lecturer like. So passing the examinations is much more about understanding the lecturer. That is first. Two, I always ask the question why. A lecturer came to class to tell me then and say, I want that. Oh, okay, carbohydrates are this or they are that. And because we are in year one, maybe at year two or year three, that's when we have to know the reason. I took my challenge to answer the question why at here man that doesn't mean i'm reading astray i don't you know, dedicate much time to read more of advanced stuff but just to answer the question why and most importantly i teach others what i mean friends come around oh what do you know not that i just said i want to take tutorial no even that's my first semester year one i attended more of tutorial than what i took but year two you know having a 5.0 then i took more of tutorial then i discovered that in a semester i would have taught about a thousand students in some cases even some time, and we repeat the same course. You see, some person I would have repeat the same topic personally to about 20 different persons, you know, teach general to you of hundreds to hundred students. 
There's nothing. Sleep, wake me up from the sleep that I don't understand. The more I teach, the more new questions come forward, the more I get to understand it. So it is, it's just never, that's why I look at persons saying that, oh, maybe I graduated with a 4.84 out of 5.00 CGPA currently now. It's not something that just happened overnight. It's, 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 work, it's, an, it's a work of diligence. At least it is true diligence. That is why in, in, in a project that we are, I'm currently working on, which is my best project yet in the university, which will be declared fully through the convocation, I titled it Nature Based Diligence. And it, it, because it, 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 it's, it's something that just doesn't happen. I read a lot. That's just the basis. I understand my weakness. I discovered the best part to it. For me, I use it for paper to it. I don't use normal book. I won't, I, I won't just stay cool with it. I buy it for paper, you know, rule it into a thing. You use red pen to study. Before I knew it, about hundreds of students start using it for paper in the universities. And the reality is that I get to influence people more in the academia than they do. Like I can say, I have friends that I met that were once on two to third class, but now that we are graduating, the least we could have is a 3.7. That is a two one. So it, it's a fair share of framing my association, diligence, and having a clarity of purpose. That is so crucial. I even wanted to give more insight on how I got my first scholarship, but I would possibly leave you to ask that question. Well, I'm actually going to see it. I wrote the yeah. scholarship. So. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that is so crucial. But regarding how I, I, I get to understand microbiology, or I get to understand basic microbiology, because if a professor is listening to this now, he will smile that what did I know in microbiology, but I can say as far as BSc is concerned, I think I know a lot about microbiology. Yes, interesting. You've you written like you've written publications. That's yeah. one thing you don't know. Yeah. Like <laughs> Kenya has written a lot of publications in microbiology and also. Yeah, not um, a lot, just about four, so five. Well, well, it's 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 a good start. So quite a lot are in process, but never in, in progress. A lot of research work, but you know, it's cool. It's cool studying the course, but the fact is about diligence. <laughs> no, no, not a lazy man job. Yeah, that is the most interesting part. Yes, I attend lectures, but I think Taiwo does it, but it's, it's best to hear from me in most parts. Yeah, yeah so Taiwo, so Taiwo loves civil engineering a lot. He really, he's, he's smiling actually, because if he starts explaining civil engineering to us now, maybe we would have to get um, a lot of boards and markers and all. But like, you you are someone that um, is very social among your friends, like in your department and all. You influence people. And I think you teach also what you know. So how have you been able to like, Engineering that is just more of calculations and all. How have you, you been able to transfer that knowledge that you know to other people such that they're able to understand and all? I'll start by saying that. Would you also count yourself as a voracious leader? Yeah, even more. Because I don't attend classes, so I have a lot of things to do. The difference between <laughs> me and Kenny is Kenny attend every single lecture. In year one, I only attend two lectures GG. I miss physics class, chemistry class. But I can't just. Enter the University of Lagos and say, I don't want to be attending classes. Something like to that. Now, the first step towards my own sausage University of Lagos was getting mentorship. When I entered the University of Lagos in year one first semester, Apata Jasfi was in year two. I heard he made 5.02 highs in year one. Hamid Obilia, yeah, I think yes, we interviewed I know, Yes, we yeah. have, interviewed Hamid Obilia. Yeah, before Hamid Obilia even blew in social impact sphere, yeah. he was a scholar. Yes, he a was. A great scholar. Yeah, he, was. Yeah, he finished year one with 4.94. Those two were my mentors. There was a fairly more profound insight in their statements that Taiwo, physics class is a waste of time. Taiwo, chemistry class is a waste of time. Just read university visits. So it was so clear. And I, I confirmed something. Who was the shot that was guys last year? It was, I, I only attended two class to make sure that what I noticed in the, cla in the classes were in tandem with what they told me will happen. Immediately I, I noticed that. I just took that step of faith. That they are five points, I have five points. Yeah, are you with me? Yes, I understand. So just go for your GG classes, 
the lecturer will give out question in class that might come out in exam so that was the mentality so i read approximately 20 hours a day you know that time i, I, I was a bona fide you know like you ask that i'm bona fide i was a bona fide and i don't sleep in the room my brush my toothpaste everything in my bag the room was basically my room the person i was cutting there was just enjoying free bed so reading 20 hours i only go for G, i only go to classes wednesday and monday for gg two hours so every other thing is for me to read and i think i teach one hour to survive obviously you know year one is so i read crazily in year one but unfortunately and along the line i also went to a tutorial at jetaero because you know i did a lot of things my own life is you i believe you can't know i believe nobody is smarter than anybody exposure makes it different so the people have been hyping this guy at jetaero so i went to his class i actually discovered that oh he understood the university of Lagos system not that i needed tutorial and that guy actually exposed me to a lot of concepts that this is what I will ask you. Coupled with the fact that I, 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 I sought for mentorship from other. So I went to Ajitayo for about three or four months before I stopped because I, I believe I could actually read faster and learn better in my own way. So, you know, the mentality is just, just believe that no matter how smart you are, before you start any process, meet someone that was in the best position and your tax is to do better. To do better. Are you with me now? So, you know, along the line, I met a friend, GD, current president of chemical engineering. And then about seven weeks into the section, this guy has not read anything. His brother was in final year that time. I think a first class student, his senior brother. He messed me, please, can you help me talk to my brother? He's in year one. He's always sleeping in the room. Then we started reading. The first conversation I had with GD, I discovered that he was crazily smart. You understand? But especially so I had to expose him to. So I was basically teaching him everything I've learned for the first seven weeks. But why teaching some people? You know that when you're teaching a one hour topic in 10 minutes, you know how smart. So GD had 5.0 that semester, I had 4.84, I had been in a practical course, we didn't write exam, quite alright, no excuse for failure. So you imagine, so the thing is still some confidence in me that, if I can impart someone to have 5.0, and I have 4.84, then definitely why can't I continue? That's where the teaching perspective started, that I will never collect money from my mates to teach, but you must ask me to teach as a year one, year two, I can't be hyperactive, you get. So people that met me, people like Oladipo and Yola, that I taught daily on a daily basis, teach Berkeley in civil engineering. So I get 20 hours, the same mentality in year two, upon getting this scholarship, full scholarship, that was not job. But I had a traumatic result in year two, first semester. I had a missing, missing, missing programming script in SSG, where I had my first C. So I dropped, I dropped so much, about 4.59, yes. <laughs> and you know, I'm a type of scholar that I want to be BGS. So I knew that they've killed that dream for me. Okay, can I be the best badminton student? So I had to read. And I also have a friend, so a close friend. We are three actually, GD, Shane, and Tyro. We started with first class. He had the same missing script. From 4.5, we went to 4.27. Now, I was simultaneously motivating Shane that you can come back and bounce back. And I also have to get back to 4.7. So the reading was crazy in year two. It was basically, let me say, almost every day reading. Because when you are sleeping, something will be in your mind that, that we have to come back. I'm with my friends, and I got four scholarship then. Shane was not on any scholarship. I told him to move into my hostel. I taught him how to write essay, interview, and everything. To the glory of God, after three months of such, and he was humble, I respect him for that. He got this scholarship within three months of staying with me. So all these testimonials of me trying to help someone, and I can see them changed my mentality. Coupled with the fact that I grew up in Baiga, where people actually victimized. And I you now have heard my statement that exposure makes a difference. Nobody is smarter than each other. People like Shewon that could not write essay. If I if if, if I was to read Shewon essay, then I would just be laughing that how can people write in your university? You're writing like somebody in GSS. But the verse is clear. He's on six scholarship, I'm on five, and I was on four. He was on zero. Currently, he's on six. I'm on five. You get what I'm trying to say? In good faith. Now he's on four point six something from four point two seven. 
after having a missus script. So you know, having I've never had five points. So always seven is one B, seven is one B, seven is one B. Although I have to have a ninety, obviously. So you get. So that consistent mindset that I don't want to drop below this thing. And trying to your cycle, uh, your association also matter. She, all those people I, I actually spoke about helping their life. They help my life also in a lot of ways. Teaching, you get what I'm trying to. So it's not only limited. So that was just the lifestyle. Feel out. Yeah. So um, I'm very sure that we must have learned a lot from their academic um, lifestyle, um, the way they've been able to balance academics, the way they read voraciously and all. But um, I want us to shed more light on how they've been able to manage social space because they, if you if, if, if you know them well, they, they've led massive campaigns, they've led um, big organizations when it comes to impact in both campus and the outer community of campus. So I would like to start with Taiwo. Taiwo was the campus director for um, Millennium Campus Fellowship. I'm sorry, camp, uh, Millennium Student Fellowship. Um, I said Student Fellowship. Millennium Fellowship. Millennium Millennium Fellowship United Nations. So um, I would like you to explain how you've been able to do that. So, yeah. Okay, you know, in 2017, if I'm not wrong, can you told me about one of the greatest 2018? Okay, one of the greatest networking he made, meeting Ambassador Sherry Bradamosi, a prominent advocate of the sustainable development goals. You know, and me and Kenny, I only see Kenny as my competitor. So anything Kenny is into, I try to also go into. It was like that with this thing SDGs. It was on their group chats, national group chats, then about SDGs. I shall first time that. Are you the only one to do that thing? You want to slime me a bit? You <laughs> to have one more thing in your CV than me? You get, that was just the mentality. Build CV. You get. So upon getting to know the SDGs, I also met David Samson. He has graduated, working in Piggy, Piggy Bank now, Piggy Invest. So, or Pistak rather. So I met David Samson. He was also into the SDGs and he was always talking to me. Time will read about the SDGs. They are lovely. I mean, I wanted to maintain my CGPA. Are you with me? And those were the time I was traumatized about the missing scripts, and someone is disturbing me to lead on. We even had the like not a violent fight, like intellectual uh, discourse. Yes, that I can't balance this. That this guy should just give me space. So during the break, I took my time. I studied the SDG. Then I discovered that, to me, I feel it's the best model of development that we can follow through. I grew up in Baiga. I know the amount of kids that are victimized based on what they've been exposed to think is right. So I was like, Taiwo, you live in Baiga for over 18 years of your life, and uh, you actually know that you can't blame people for their idols. So just try something. So I started reading about the SDGs. I got interested, passionate. It was more about knowledge. I wasn't really doing anything there. Then, Kenya and Abadosh decided to localize the SDG on campus. That's it with Lasso. Coupled with the fact that I've read about the SDGs, I've been exposed to a lot of trainings on their platform. I was tasked with localizing one on campus, that is, starting the first club on campus. So immediately, I created some network with some wonderful individuals. I know Magia Gisola, Jemima Odisa, Fasasio Modi, to organize that. It was so challenging, drafted constitution, and we talked to our common staff by It took us more than a year. They started even stay for us to register. So we got it done, registered the club, and when you register the club, you have to keep implementing projects. But I discovered that along the line, you know, that's why I don't blame people when they enter with the mindset that, oh, I want to beat CB. If you actually give your best, because I'm, I'm a kind of friend that you may be complaining, you may be saying that I, I love civil engineering, fine, I love civil engineering, but I'm not sure about passive engineering. I'm just giving my best to anything I'm involved. So, you know, I give my best to the SDG too. So, along the way, I discovered that this goes beyond building CV. It's something you derive satisfaction if you actually give society. 
So my mentality changed from building CV to this is actually a path to trade. So immediately I took my cargo to a proponent diplomat in other nations. I didn't want you to pay me because I already find joy in it. I, you get what I'm trying to say? Why also make money from civil engineering if that is my calling, my gospel? So that was basically it. We started the campus this thing, and Kenny was on board for Minion Fellowship Campus Director. And like I said, if I'm into something, Kenny wants to do it. So it's only computer I have. I don't see anybody as computer again. So I was like, you got campus director, let me to write the essay. I know I'm going to get because I believe we have, this, we have the same brain capacity. So I applied and then I met wonderful individual. Praise that you are working with was once a million friendly one. That was it basically. But the point is, you may start with the mindset of building CV, but give your best at it and you discover that service to humanity is the best part to do. Yeah, that wow, is wonderful. What about um, the SDA club? Like, can you tell us? Okay, more? the SDA club, you know, we created an appreciable network with wonderful individuals to actually register the club. So upon registering, my goal was clear in the SDA. I'm not of the uh, opinion that we should organize conference and students will come and say that we are sharing food and they will eat. I told my members, and I still continue to say that, that are we sure that those people that signed up for SDA, currently we have 21 fully signed members, over 200 volunteers on board, but out of over 200 volunteers and 21 members, are you sure that almost all of them are not marginalized? If you say you want to spend money on conference, they are actually a good thing. They, are, they will actually need results in the least possible way, in the least I repeat. Why not train our members? So if you notice, 25 um, guys were selected for Minor Fellowship, 12 members applied for SDA and those 12 got it. How, how do you achieve that? Before you submit your application, you send to us, we scrutinize, we send to people that are in the social impact space because we are more of our members' development. And Minor Fellowship is something that spans across three months whereby you learn about leadership while implementing your program, creates appreciable network with prominent individuals around. So my mentality was, anybody that signed up for this must be a different person while graduating from this school on the premise of being a member of SDA. So that is why you really see that SDA is implementing. Majorly, what we do is partnership because you learn on a daily basis, at least three times a week, you see a program where we can actually speak on SDA. So what's the point of wasting money in getting us that we can actually partner with people that actually you know like they're doing a lot of programs people want to i want to make my own ad map so we can request for five minutes partnership partner and speak and also advocate once your public speaking is good i believe you can pitch in five minutes to the again i'm trying to say that so the mentality was we are not wasting resources we are developing our members advocating for the goal convincing people in the best possible way and i used to emphasize that anything you are doing next day must not affect your academics i can say categorically out of those 12 members that got Minion Fellowship, over 10 were 4.0. So, and I made sure that doing Minion Fellowship, it should not be a reason why your CGPA will drop. Because I believe that the best way to, to cause a meaningful change is to be successful. Because you need influence. That's my mentality. Yes. Yeah. So, that was basically So, SDA is not actually a lousy club, if you know. It's more about training the members. So, did you um, found any club? I know, aside these two, aside these two that you mentioned, did no, you? No, under SDA, we actually developed a hub is reduce, reuse, and recycle. You know, we founded SDA. So, reduce, reuse, and recycle. One of the members of SDA, Kulo Kolawali, a farmer level student, also, you know, he came up with the initiative that is passionate about waste management. So, he needed a platform so that you can come as an hub under SDA. So, we also, there was, I think you, you should know about GoGiper Network. There was a time yes, I was yes. speaking to Isaac Okola that since we have a register club in SDA, why can't we bring GoGiper Network to as a hub? 
it was a partner it was a partnership discussion in progress that till now we've not gotten or reached a consensus because of a lot of bureaucracy and diplomacy you know trying to say now but taking out is in conjunction with was implemented and minor fellowship made it mandatory that you must implement the social impact project so under sda because me i believe you know it's more of the impact since we already have a club that everything can actually come up so different ops so Tiga is actually a club that came and i'm also involved in my department association work as currently the point of senior engineering so those are basically the three major association and i work in hot price hot price so we bought it under sda that is they will stand because we actually stood for them in dsa that we are taking responsibility in partnership with so every little opportunity we can advocate the goals instead of saying that i want to find my one say that taiwa db i'm not that kind of <laughs> that taiwa db founded yeah, if you want to impact impact because that process is I, I've, I've gone through one so i don't want to go through another one so it's better for me to impact in the most in the easiest possible way why not compromise my career because i want to use my money to actually advocate for it. do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. so yes can did so your the associations i know like you did sdgs art in um in lasso it wasn't there before so then you brought it you founded it then you did this sdgs week campaign that was massive because i uh, you invited a lot of stakeholders you did a lot of like a lot of people knew you created a massive awareness in the university and all those um building constitution and all, but like how did your entire process go for you like founding an organization i, I was all thinking you know? because if that could use about 10 minutes talking about <laughs> social impact journey i take pride in that uh, i brought him into the journey and I, I don't know where to start from because i've done quite a lot in social impact fair which i have a common goal which is a goal with no relevance of service to humanity is meaningless and yes incontrovertibly it is meaningless there's no question to that but you know i got exposed to the sustainment goals by you know meeting with ambassador sheriff and amosi and ambassador Lade. but i looked at the goals the model of the you know 17 goals 162 targets and 232 indicators that if the youth nigeria is a conservative population if they are that is we have over 60 percent of our population are youth if the youth are not aware we cannot achieve the agenda 2030. the aim is clear to build a world where everyone in the planet, that is every person, there are five P's, every person in the planet live in peace and shared prosperity through partnership. Those are the five P's. Then I looked at it. We want no hunger, zero, you know, zero hunger, no poverty. We want good health and well-being, quality education, gender equality, reduced quality, climate change, peace and justice, you know, responsible consumptions, all these something goes. And youth does not aren't aware of it. Most, you know, tragic about it is that students in the university lecturers don't know about this course yes. then we can't achieve it so that was the passion that we started the sdgs greatly we started the sdgs greatly in the university we are just about eight of us that started just as if we were serious we started the journey of going to programs and orientations of department to teach sdgs we still appeared on serious until we decided we formed a 15-man committee seven-man committee like i rather to did uh, we did a genius two one compendium and three one compendium then the compendium was to do it's like a GST course also to bring about the 400 pages test book just to about 20 30 pages that if you can understand what is there you surely have a distinction and the university recorded the highest distinction in the course that year that made us meet with the vice chancellor officially another intriguing journey i would have loved to share is that i became close to the vice chancellor of my university but i don't to, think I don't, time we go it's, no, it's part of the things you're going to so ask. but basically we started as if we are irrelevant, but we kept pushing. Mm. 
So we continued with the mindset of impact. Currently, SDGs at Lausu accommodates over 500 members and have taken awareness to over 10,000 students with over 20,000 scale of persons you know, in different universities. We take pride in doing this in the university. And it comes to a level that even the university, the Lagos State University, just recently agreed the university senate that there should be an SDGs desk in the student affairs session. And lecturers henceforth in this new session should put the SDGs in their curriculum. All faculties should endeavor that whenever they're organizing a program, they should write the SDG goals. This was decided by the university senate. We started wow. the SDGs. So it, I, I take pride to say that we've not only created a campus where the students are aware about the SDGs, but we create a campus where staff, management are conscious about the goals. And seeing that the new health center by the Office of Special Advisor on SDGs to the President to be open in March, you know, the new health center facility, shows that we are achieving giant stride. But the aim is clear, is to beg a better world. But one thing is so intriguing, which made me most happy, is not even about the SDGs, is that I started the first social impact organization on campus. Wow. Lagos State University is more known to be political, that is, it's more of faculty association, then association like debating society sprang up. Examined academic group, and I can tell you to date the association, the likes of association in Lasukom, SDGs Arts in Lasukom, the Mindsets Association. You know, I started that, I think, in quote, I'll not call myself a messiah, but maybe we see that they can go into social impact and yet, you know, build themselves and also impact life. And I'm most grateful seeing the likes of, you know, colleagues of mine, the likes of Kodukoya Tolani, great persons, and Abiono Dayo, Shosun Diola Dimechi, and even person at the University of Lagos, seeing Adebi Itai with Eating SDE and doing Giants Grad. And even I also see it. Yeah, yeah, that's why I said. And also seeing somebody like you, you know, it was nice meeting you doing Concrete My City. So, like, that is why. I can say I'm always a low-key guy on social media, but everybody in social impact sphere give me this fair share of respect. I don't want to admit that, but I think I should admit that. Now. Yes, you should. Because you should I play a central role yes, in yes. possibly bringing these people to the realization of this agenda. Yes, and I'm quite happy we did that. But the aim is clear I want service to humanity. It's the best thing to do. The best thing. Service to me, I believe, is the best thing to do. So as a result of that, I got selected for a lot of programs. I got more rejections. I might say I've applied for about 200 programs and I've got selected for just about 10. Let's say we have about 190 rejections. But those things have been phenomenal. They've been transcendental and life-changing. So you get one in out of one yeah, out of everything. That's the way it works. Don't give up. Don't give wow. up. I wow. got youth lead. I should be in the US last year, July, and also last year, November. I got a fully funded program to Azerbaijan Fellowship. Very competitive. Just eight of us were selected from Africa. But I could not get an appointment date before the conference in the US Embassy. I also got invited by the United Nations Academic Impact to uh, for the Millennium Fellowship to join the webinar team in this in uh, Boston rather to lead the uh, you know the graduation ceremony and the likes in November 7. But I got to the embassy, you know, but was denied visa on the most flimsy excuse I could think of. And this is that they said I forged a letter which was stamped by the Vice Chancellor. But that is not a discourse for today. But the fact is that I kept pushing. I kept pushing. I kept pushing. I've trained colleagues, even wrote essays for individuals that have traveled to different parts of the world. And never for once have I had this ill feeling towards them. I'm on this driving train it. But it should be clear that I started the SDGs just with a passionate mind that if the university students are not aware, we cannot achieve it. I never knew that it is to build me. So the fact is clear. There is an inextricable nexus between service to humanity and personal development. But there is a need to be a pedestal for passion and building beyond self-development. But one thing is social. It is a nexus that is a linkage. You know, the, higher you, the more you serve humanity, the more greater you develop yourself. That is why one of the great scholars of all time said that you find yourself better when you serve others. 
So I, I must say that service humans are me. I've gotten a lot. I think I, I shouldn't be reading my curriculum by day. But I can say I have about four or five pages. If I didn't want to have a full curriculum wow. by day, what I've that's, done. That's service to humans. So as far as did you have, did you found any organization? Did you work with any other yes, initiative I, in school? I, 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 aside SDGs, as I said earlier, that there's there's hardly an organization on campus that will sprang up without you know my interference. One on the level of influence, I'm very close to the university vice chancellor, the dean of student affairs. So they don't want to care, and they knows me. Anything that is you know there, there's this word that students want to get away funds or do, I'm not in constant with that. So I, I as in my academic group led by Shodney Ladimiji is one of the, is the largest academic group on campus, and I've done a lot. I play crucial in seeing that they got you know, influence with the university and also led the team. The likes of literature and debate society, the intervarsity debate competition, which is the largest academic debate competition organized by students in the nation. I shared the competition last year where we have the Commission of Police in attendance. I've led this fantastic project. And I can, I can say I, I, I served as one of the first, I even led the team that trained the University of Lagos team for SDG. I led the team that trained FUNAP team for SDGs. I led the team that trained FUTA team for SDGs. The last one team for SDGs. And we are still looking at training. University of Illinois training is in progress, and we are starting coming out university training by March. So it seems that I, I'm trying my best. I've taken my own abode in the SDG, which is good 17, partnership for the goals. That is high time I raise volunteers for the goals and see that everybody does meaningful projects based between part of the world. And I think I'm more this ready to do that. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Thanks for listening. Here is a feedback from one of our listeners. Good evening. My name is Elijah Aherabo. I am a student of University of Benin. So, so far, so good. Spotlight series has blessed my life. It's um, helped me challenge myself to become better, seeing what my mates are doing. The um, they've interviewed um, it's helped me want to be better, to push myself beyond my limits, and to be something. Um, bigger than I've ever imagined, like outside my certificates, like what I studied in school. Yes, so basically, it's been like it's challenged me here yeah, to be to want to be successful before I leave school. But I'm working towards it. Thank you for like serious. I love you guys.